This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Today we are pleased to have one of the most popular creators, particularly over on Rumble. Uh, we tried to get a little... Uh, uh, biography on Salty Cracker, but uh, it's, you can't, it's a bit obscured. You can't seem to find anything out. So uh, we'll see what I can learn today. You can follow him, of course, on Rumble, The Salty Cracker, and uh, at Salty Cracker on YouTube. Uh, Salty Cracker 9 on Twitter and saltmustflow.com. I at least want to know where the, what the, in, the issue of the salt is, what, where the important, I, I mean, I understand through human history the importance of salt, but I'm assuming for Mr. <laughs> Cracker, it has very special meaning. So we will find, Susan's already laughing at- um, <laughs> Sir Cracker. Sir Cracker, indeed. In any event, uh, we were watching you over on the Rumble Rants. We are on uh, Twitter Spaces. I, I'm not sure if we're gonna have time for calls or not, but we will see as well. Uh, I'm over on the Restream. Uh, where I'm watching your guys' comments. So uh, after this bit of um, uh, word from the people that support us, we'll be right with you with Salty Cracker. Our laws as it pertains to substances are draconian and bizarre. The psychopaths start this way. He was an alcoholic because of social media and pornography, PTSD, love addiction, fentanyl and heroin, ridiculous I'm a, I'm a doctor for <laughs> sake. Where the hell you think I learned that? I'm just saying, you go to treatment before you kill people. I am a clinician. I observe things about these chemicals. Let's just deal with what's real. We used to get these calls on Loveline all the time. Educate adolescents and to prevent and to treat. If you have trouble, you can't stop and you want to help stop it. I can help. I got a lot to say. I got a lot more to say. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the holiday season and our friends at GenuCell Skincare want to give you the gift of younger looking skin with their best sale of the year. For the first time ever, get over 60% off our favorite skincare bundles at GenuCell.com slash Drew. GenuCell has so many products that Susan and I love. GenuCell's XV Moisturizer. It locks in moisture, making dry spots a thing of the past. It's especially great with the colder weather coming in. And with its immediate effects, Two, you can see these results in as little as 12 hours, guaranteed, or your money back. Susan loves GenuCell's Vitamin C Serum and the new Deep Correcting Serum with Lactic Acid. It hydrates your skin while preventing future wrinkles from developing. Take advantage of this amazing holiday savings by going to GenuCell.com and getting over 60% off right now. Plus, all orders are upgraded to free shipping for the rest of the holiday season. Use code DREW at checkout for an extra 10% off your entire order. That's genucel.com slash Drew, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash D-R-E-W. Dr. Drew is one of my favorite people of all time. I used to listen to Loveline with uh, this dude and Adam Carolla when I was in high school. When this dude came out and originally said, COVID's the cold, COVID is the flu. COVID is like a moderate flu. I was like, yeah, Dr. Drew, yeah, boy, get it. And then he immediately came out and goes, oh, my God, no, shit, I'm sorry, no. Oh, my God, COVID super duper for cereal's bad. Oh, my God, you're going to die. You're going to die, holy shit. And now, over the last two years, he's been like, okay, well, fuck, man. All right, all right, all right, listen. All right, listen. You probably don't need that shot. And now he's sitting there going, holy fuck. 
<laughs> he's got he's, he's he's done a three six. He's right back at the beginning, boys. An excellent study, and it showed it took my breath away. I didn't know why it wasn't headline news. It's a large study, and it showed that about approximately half of the young males that got myocarditis had permanent heart damage. Yep. Permanent. That means that a, we don't know what percentage are going to be disabled by this. Wow. 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 Why don't we welcome Salty Cracker? And we can review my <laughs> and we can review my history. Let's do that because it's kind of interesting. I, I um and I understand you're you're prone to uh, a little hyperbole and I I certainly appreciate that. But uh, welcome first of all. Welcome to the program. Thank you for being here. Uh again, a uh, huge fan. Thank you for having me. Well, it's fun. So, so yeah, so let, let, you know, it's never what, one of the things that drives me crazy about social media and YouTube, it's, it's never what you say. It's always what somebody says you said that goes around, right? So let me kind of review my actual history, if you don't mind. Would you willing to do it? And, and you can criticize me all the way along. No, no problem. Okay. Can you hear me? Sure. Okay. Okay, I see you looking with a little bit of uh, confusion. Did I say something wrong? There's a, there's a little bit of there's a little bit of a delay. Ah, yeah, the, the, there is a little delay. It shouldn't be disturbing though. And Caleb, maybe you can uh, talk to Susan about speeding up uh, internet <laughs> yeah, speeds or whatever. I'm not sure. Okay, but uh, in any event, um, so uh, indeed, early on, uh, I was I was throwing the bullshit flag early. I, I could see that the panic was going to be worse than the virus. That's what I was concerned about, and, and my initial instinct was this is the press doing this just to attract attention. I did not have any idea the government was involved with it. In fact, uh, can you still hear me okay? You're still with me? All right, all right, good. Uh, is it visually screwing up? Is that why you're, you, you're looking with incredulity at your screen? Is that what the problem is? Yeah, there's just, um, it's just, there's just, a, there's a delay. A vis visual delay. Yeah, it sounds like. Don't look uh, at his lips. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, don't look. Just look at the camera and just let's listen to the sounds. That's all. Because uh, that. it's all, it's, it's all going well at this end. So. Okay, cool. All right. So, so one of the things I, I, I was saying, like, stop it, stop it, stop it. Do not listen to these people. They are just trying to get you upset. Uh, they're trying to capture your eyes. And, and you're going to love this. What I said at the end of every comment I made for the first four months was, please just listen to the CDC, listen to Dr. Fauci. Those guys will get you through this. So have fun. <laughs> That's where you can have at me a little bit. Because that's really that's really initially what I got wrong. No, I, Dr. Drew, I think you listen. The nobody should be getting medical advice from me. I'm a crazy person, and <laughs> what what I don't think a lot of people. I I, th I don't know where you're at on this. I was listening to you and uh, Dr. Michael Yeed on this. This transcends just real basic normal medical stuff like uh, cold and flu season we we went through yeah, yeah. what i seem to believe is a, a a massive psychological operation rolled in to a medical operation this there are multiple layers to this thing and yeah. other than adam Kroll, i think everybody was wrong at some point in this and i i think that you know you you have 
this is something that I'm starting to understand. As a dude who was yelling in his garage to four people a few years ago, when you're when you're when you're talking to four people, it doesn't matter what you say, right? But w- when mm. you're Doctor Drew and you're and you're saying stuff and you're reaching millions of people a day, um, yeah, I understand. I I, I, under, I understand what you went through. I understand all of this this uh, from from your perspective. And, and so, tell me more. So about the ops that you think were were underway here. I, I I saw so many different crazy levels to this thing. I'm curious what your interpretation is. Well, I was very hesitant the minute they tried to bribe me with an experimental injection for a donut. And so, mm-hmm. when, when when you when you see when something works, you don't need to bribe me to do it. And all mm-hmm. the same people that were demanding that I do this. A few months before this, we're all saying that they weren't going to do it. Uh, everybody's on record, Kamala Harris, all of the the, uh, the big mouth Democrat players in the situation, Joe Biden himself, were all screaming that they weren't going to take an experimental injection from Donald Trump. But Donald Trump isn't right. in Mar-a-Lago baking a vaccine in the basement next to a toilet. The the right. entire apparatus that was put together to develop this uh, this injection is the same process, the same people, the same manufacturing, the same distribution. This it's the same chemical. It's the same concoction under Donald Trump. And now they're saying, well, now you better take it or we're not going to give you steak and shake. Right. Odd, right? It was very weird. And all of a sudden you have to wear. Yeah. And then the mask wearing uh, theater was extraordinary where you know you you're you're protecting somebody when you wear a mask when you sit down but you sit down you take the mask off suddenly that's okay or you or you bring the mask down to eat i uh, it just and and by the way no one was paying attention to how the masks were fit this is an aerosolized virus that goes 60 feet they're talking about six feet the whole time a number they pulled out of the air Uh, this was like wild if you knew anything and i guess is it the case answer me this is it the case that the government, that we live in this new era of social media and that the government is sort of not used to being questioned or something? And the fact that people were questioning them or having differing opinions and were having them on platforms where they could reach other people, suddenly this was anathema to how they'd always done business. Is, it, was something like that going on? Yeah, well, we're in the, we're, we're in the middle of multiple technological revolutions the i mean the we're still in the infancy of the of the internet where microprocessors are still relatively new the uh, social mm-hmm. media platforms are all brand new those, those things are only like 20 years old and so all yeah. these people who thought that they can come out and say well listen everybody every we can scare everybody we, we can scare everybody into the direction of this big pharma product and no one's going to question us, or we'll just yell real loud and silence them, or we'll threaten them. And yeah, that will play well on YouTube, Twitter 1.0, and Facebook, and maybe Apple and Spotify and these other platforms. But but there is a whole nother layer that is coming out of this, mm. this, this technological revolution that they weren't counting on. Like you banned people, you were getting strikes off of YouTube for, for giving your medical profession. Still get them. Still yeah. get them. Still get them all the time. Yeah, and so that only works if there isn't a rumble. That only works if Elon Musk doesn't buy Twitter. That only works if you can silence all of these people. They can't silence all of these people anymore. And 
you got a bunch of people out there who have circumvented these these uh, barricades in the information sector that we've been so used to getting. So they own all the legacy media, they own all of the legacy print, they own the legacy big tech. But there is a bunch of people out there who understood that I I was blown away. I have a very limited understanding of biology. I took two biology classes in college and they were prerequisites <laughs> to get my, my bachelor. I, I barely and I and I was high through those, Dr. Drew. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, wait, Susan, you were high also, or you took probably. two classes? Oh, Good okay. chance. <laughs> to be fair, you were drunk. It's a little different. Actually, it was chemistry. I took <sighs> biology in college. Right. So, 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 a, so that being so that being the case, I, I'm just I'm really fascinated by your thoughts on all this because I, I I try to understand this all the time. I I just read Elon Musk's biography. I'm trying to understand what he's doing. I'm, I'm preoccupied with Lenin biographies and pre-revolutionary France. And this all seems like the same kind of stuff going on, at least what's going on in, in the craniums and the mobs. So if you don't mind, and you may not be okay with this, but I, how did you get involved? What is your background? How, how did this happen to you? And what are your thoughts as this is moving along and you're, you're becoming more popular? Um. Well, no, I, I agree 100. This none of what we're going through is no. This is this is saying this is this this is the same exploitation of basic human nature that these people are utilizing, but it's different because the way because technology always increases and the in the way that these people these monstrous people are doing this is it's it it's just playing out in a different form and so. With, with the internet, with the social media platforms, with cell phones, with the way that information is distributed across the planet and the speeds at which it's distributed right now, these people are still just hijacking people based off of in, in a, a, this really basic principle of humans that you can just move them with fear. And so it's all the same thing. And when you when, the, the COVID thing is so in your face, if you just stand back for a second and you don't eat up all of the fear you could see that we're being herded it's at what at the most basic premise level of this it is a gigantic money transfer and that you could throw all of the medical nefarious stuff you could throw everything else out the window the bottom line is they scared billions of people and then they got them to go in to take experimental injections and those were delivered by big pharma corporations who made a ton of money. And then you got a bunch of human leech remora swimming around this, these political tyrants who are gaining not only money, but political power and influence and control over people's lives. And this is a chemical reaction of chaos. And it's not, I mean, when you, again, when you read sort of Lenin's biography, these are the things that he advocated on behalf of, you know, the, what do you call them? The, uh, convenient uh the 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 i forget the name he had for people that were sort of convenient uh, uh dupes for him but he he you know what is it the useless eaters is that useless the useless uh, oh god he had a we had more poetic we have to describe anyway but it'll come to me at some point but but so but you you sort of didn't answer my question and maybe that was on purpose uh, but i'm going to ask it again so you're moving along as somebody seeing the the this you're you're and i'm a you're getting more popular. You're getting more outspoken. What is that experience like for you? 
where, where did you come from? <laughs> How did this happen to you? And then when do you come to this realization that, that you just described to us? Um, so I, the, I've just been watching what's been going down the last, what, what's been happening the last few years is, is so out in front for everybody to see that if you were listening to, I would, I mean, if you were listening to any of these people who were banned before this, then you've kind of been inoculated to kind of the mainstream media message. And there is a voracious appetite for people who are not towing that mainstream media line. It's very easy to, to stay on these, these platforms and stay monetized if you just regurgitate what they want you, what the seemingly establishment wants you to say. And not saying that it will cost you money but it will grow you an audience because people are just looking around and they're sitting there going, well, none of this makes any sense. And so um, I was just yeah, in the yeah. garage, you know, yelling about, you know, um, one yeah. of the things that started all of this for me was, was 9-11. You know, I, I was 20 when 9-11 happened and nothing with 9-11. I bought the, the, uh, the talking points hook, line and sinker when I was 20. And then I was, as I was getting older, I was sitting there going, none of this makes any sense to me. And then you go down, you know, some of these, uh, these, um, these rabbit holes and a lot of, a lot of what those people were saying 20 years ago, they're now acknowledging today. And I'm sitting there going, okay, well this, we're going through the same thing with COVID. Um, this time I'm not buying any of this. I'm just speaking out against it. And then, you know, people gravitate towards that message and, you know, rumble's been uh, very, very helpful in that because they're, they don't, what? What was your job before uh, commentator? I was an educator. Okay, uh, and you know, as you as you sort of, um, this is very different than what you're into now, right? This is very different than being an educator. Uh, and and have you found it difficult to absorb criticism? Do you ignore it? Uh, how how do you maintain your you know, your ability just to keep marching forward. I, I, and I'm, I'm asking that because I've noticed that people that are doing things like you're doing uh, often are realizing that this is now an important thing and, and that this is now their, lack of a better word, job or calling and that the sort of freedom fighter is sort of what people are starting to think of themselves as, something that they never ever, at least in my lifetime, people never worried about is is that what happened to you the the public education system was a was a gigantic awakening to me because it's a it's a complete it's a complete lie it's it when, when you're inside of it you know they it, it's very much got a lot of these aspects that you see in these psychological things that play out like the the teachers are venerated and the, and the teachers they're always shown to be they, they make movies or they used to at least in the 80s make movies about teachers and it was like oh look how great and benevolent these people are and uh, to be honest with you in the public education system most uh, most teachers hate you so i mean they um they hate you um they're it's just there to show up for a job they don't even have to be good at their job it's you're, it's all playing out for everybody to see now. The the reading, writing, and math levels for kids who are graduating in high school or at like fifth or sixth grade. And they go, well, we just need more money. So I was sitting there in that system going, boy, this is a big mess in here. And all of these people inside this apparatus are absolutely convinced that they're the good guys. The parents are the bad guys. And the entire system is completely busted 
corrupt and broken. And it's just a big money sieve. And I'm sitting there going, I got to get out of here. So I left that, started my own tutoring business. And in between that, I was yelling about this type of stuff just on a YouTube channel. And over time, it just kept ratcheting up more and more and more. And it, it was, um, it, it's turned into this. And, and what is the significance of salt and salty? You know, um, it, it's real, it's real stupid, <laughs> but, um, I was reading, uh, I was reading Dune when I was, uh, working, uh, in between, uh, clients and starting the channel up. And there's just that phrase, you know, the spice must flow. And, um, uh. my, my wife was, was, uh, she was like, you're, you're really you're like, you're really bitter or angry about all of this. You're, you're, you're like a, you're like, she's Mexican. So she's like, you're a salty cracker. And I was like, I'm still that. <laughs> like I so the See, I told you he's a cracker. I told me you just call him a cracker. It came from his wife. It's, it's cool if we do that. My racist wife. So, and so, um, and so maybe this is, a, I, I'm trying to, I, I'm an eternal, I have an optimistic bias, right? Uh, and mm -hmm. so there's sort of two thoughts I have simultaneously. One is, and I, I, it's unfair of me to ask these both at the same time, but one is, is this a similar challenge to the Gutenberg Bible at, uh, at, at an accelerated pace? You know, because it is technology, it's electronic, it's, it's like, it's, it's the speed at which this is being, is challenging civilization is, is heightened, number one. But my other comment is, isn't this sort of how markets work? Uh, even when it comes to governments, which is that they become bloated, they become inefficient, and people come in underneath that are scrappy and better. And I would even say now we have in these parallel economies and parallel educational systems, there's even a new sort of a wrinkle to it that I never imagined, which is that the, the people coming in like the people they serve. They like their students, like their patients, like their customers. They don't disdain them and hate them the way all the other businesses and all the other educational systems in the world, in the country, seem to be. Am I on to anything with either of those? Uh, you're 100% spot on. Of course you are. You know this, Drew, even before you ask that question. Um, well, no, yeah, but I want your thoughts on it because I, I I sit around and I think these things and I'm my own echo chamber, right? And I oh, and no. I read broadly and I try to understand it and I try to interact with people and I'm trying to get to the truth. And then I look at people commenting about things I say on Twitter and I feel like, oh, I'm an asshole. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so I'm always sort of probing. I'm trying to figure out what other people know that I don't know. No, you're 100% spot on. The... The uh, the world the, the world will always continue to move forward. It will always continue to change, and you will always have a subset of sociopaths trying to game the system. And the the, the market will always cave those in over time because you're never going mm. to stop. Uh, th there's a difference between the type of people who gravitate towards how the how the the, the current world schisms. So the the sociopaths drag us into one direction and they make it real easy for the, for for weak people to succeed in those old rotten out husks of whatever sector they have co-opted and they oh they do this with everything they'll they'll destroy everything yeah. they're locusts. and but, but, then, but let me let me but you're but you're you're suggesting you're you're painting the picture of an evolution 
my daughter and her boyfriend gave us a book called End Times. That was called End Times. And it's about how elites, you're describing elites really as you're describing, at least the elites become these hollowed out husks eventually, uh, self-serving husks, uh, and how elites uh, become ossified and stuck and that things really do fall apart if those elites aren't sort of moved along or taken down however you want to see it. Is that what you're advocating? Um, no, I'm, I'm not advocating. I, I'm, a, I'm advocating essentially kind of letting them fall in on themselves. The, these people rot okay. out. Whatever, whatever they take over, they rot out. And those will, those will all collapse. And the reason why they yeah. will collapse is because people who are pioneers, people who are industrious, people who've got grit, and people who like building stuff will always build better everything. And so as these people take over these, these, the old legacy everything, they've taken over legacy print, they've taken over legacy television, they take over, they'll take yes. over legacy big tech, they take over legacy stuff. It gets universities. Uni perfect example. Perfect example. They yeah. they they take the names of old institutions with actual worth in them, destroy them by, by flooding them with the other cronies who will let them continue being criminals inside of them. And these things will all collapse. You're, you're watching this in real time with, with, it, with whatever they They do it with Disney. They do it with Marvel movies. And they'll do it with everything. And and, and how, what, describe I'm I'm you know the, the the questions I keep asking like you said Corolla got things right and and uh, yeah I got some notes I mean he got things mostly right <laughs> but but he <laughs> I, but he but I'm always telling him that okay then well how long and how's this going to work and how's it going to go so I'll ask you the same thing how 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 does it play out is it a, there a time frame for this how how do you see it going you know it, it's fascinating it's fascinating watching this play out because. If you, uh, things are moving so rapidly and so quick, especially in this COVID realm, even though it's, it seems like forever, especially for people who've been, you know, you know, fighting against it or, or dealing with it for what going on to four years now. If you take a look at what they said they wanted to do at the beginning of this, if you just, they all were very happy and proud of what they wanted to do. You can go listen to all of these people. They're, they all backtrack now. But they wanted to they wanted to put you on a subscription of these injections. They wanted you to wear a mask forever and they wanted a digital passport. They wanted all of these things. All of those things have been destroyed. Right. We ain't doing any of this nonsense over yeah. here. We're not, yeah. we're not playing any of these yeah. games. So we've already won in in that. And by denying them what they wanted, we've already won. Those people will never go away because again, these people are monstrous individuals. They don't care about our health. They don't care about our prosperity. They care about entangling us they, they, they care about uh, th these are these are like soul vampires dr drew th these people <laughs> they want control they're megalomaniacs they they like when people are upset they like when people are frustrated and the the monetary aspects of this are paltry to these people these people are billionaires they don't care about money they want to they want to rule our lives they want to put the boot on our throats as long as we continue to resist we will always win in that fashion but then you're starting to see on top of all of this, especially with people like you who are talking to these individuals who've been silenced by these big tech platforms like Dr. Michael Yeadon. Yeah. Explain. Yeah. These, how do you get all of these corporations to, to utilize the spike aspect of this protein that's the most dangerous part of it to put into their vaccine that they're giving to these people? And you know, you're finding out everything that they, they wanted to shut down before with the, uh, the myocarditis, the pericarditis, the blood clots, the Guillain-Barre, the stroke, everything. 
They're like, okay, well, it's just a little bit. It's just, just a little bit. They're talking about the fragmentation. There's there's parts of DNA, like simian virus or whatever. Yeah. Who explains yeah. this major? But there's yeah. there's stuff floating yeah. around in well, the, the, the plasmids. There, there's a lot going on. I, I agree. And it is it keeps getting dismissed as as so much nonsense, but but there it's just slowly coming out that there's quite a bit to some of these things. And um, I, I, the you know, when when I asked the questions, you know, why did you check? Why the spike protein, the one part of the of the virus we know that is pathogenic, the one that's causing the problem, that's the protein we want to flood your body with. That that to me is such an odd thing because they could have gone for the nucleocapsid protein. They could, by the way, it's also the part of the virus that's shifting rapidly. Why would you choose that region of the virus unless? You already knew that there could be something with a coronavirus. You had a vaccine underway, and you just had to pull the trigger on the manufacturing and the final final sort of gloss on it. And to me, that's pretty clearly what happened. Why, in the meantime, we haven't gone, hmm, there's, you know, what maybe we could come up with something better in the meantime. Let's let's see about nucleocapsid or other ways of doing this. The fact that they haven't is so, so, so disturbing to me. But okay, so there's that. Number one, I, got, I have to take a little break here. By the way, I didn't expect you to say that uh, Colin Robinson was in charge of the of the country. That we we have we have we have <laughs> we have we have certain. You know, do you know what we do in the shadows? Do you watch that show? He's an energy vampire. You say yeah. the soul vampire, <laughs> energy vampires. But but I want I want to come back from this little break, and I want to talk about. I want you to go at me about me vaccinating my elderly patients. I think people want to see us get into that one. Um, so feel free, number one. Uh, and then number two, I want to talk a little bit about social media platforms and freedom. There's Colin Robinson. Um, and freedoms, yes, is he, he lived to 100. Then he died, then he was reborn. Uh, so, but um, a little bit about social media, you know, the, the, the protections they have and what we should be doing with those protections or should we let it fly? I'm very, very curious on your position on how we have set up social media in the law and uh, should we just leave it like that and how we should protect it, whatever your thoughts are. Okay, so Salty Cracker, again, let me uh, give all the particulars uh, where you can find him. It's the Salty Cracker on Rumble. It is at Salty Cracker on YouTube. It is Salty Cracker 9 on Twitter and saltmustflow.com. Uh, don't confuse it with spice must flow. This is spice, salt must flow. And uh, I will just remind you that in the eyes of his uh, Mexican-American wife, he's a salty cracker. And, and, that's, and, that's, and that's how you shall remember him. All right, we'll take a break. Be right back after this. If you're trying to figure out the right present for someone, you will not go wrong with gifting the most comfortable sheets, clothing, and accessories that your friends and family have ever felt. Of course, I'm talking about Cozy Earth. Cozy Earth has the softest and most comfortable sheets, blankets, towels, PJs, joggers, and more guaranteed. Susan and I love them. In fact, we still have Cozy Earth sheets on our bed. I slept in them last night. I was thinking of how great they were. And look at this. I'm wearing one of their super comfortable t-shirts right now. I don't get, I just can't get enough of Cozy Earth. Their sheets are durable, machine washable, and come with a 10-year warranty against defects. So no surprise that Cozy Earth's brand has been featured on Oprah's Favorite Things for five years in a row. Whether it's their luxury pajamas, super soft bedding, loungewear, or plush bath towels, you will love shopping and gift giving at Cozy Earth. Here's my gift to you this holiday season. Go to CozyEarth.com, enter code DREW to save 40%. That's CozyEarth.com with code DREW. 
CozyEarth.com, code Drew, save 40%. I think everyone knows the next medical crisis could be just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of another pandemic or something much more routine like a tick bite. You and your family need to be prepared. That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their physicians on like Dr. McCullough frequently. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals you can trust. And their new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy. It's really, it's a safety net. It's an insurance policy yeah, absolutely. that you hope you're not going to need. But if you need it, you sure as heck are going to wish you had it if you need it. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin, z pack the medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all these life-saving medications. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID-19, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured, knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to help you and your family stay safe from whatever life throws at you next. Go to drdrew.com slash TWC. That is drdrew.com forward slash TWC to get 10% off today. Just click on that link. I found a uh, great product today that uh, is now owned by our friends at Additix. Do you remember that Additix score I was advocating for? Which would have been a, that that should have been rolled oh. out by the government amongst other things. Anyway, I'm, you'll be, I, I'm going to have wellness company get involved with this. It's a reproductive product. You'll, you'll hear about it soon enough. Uh, the Salt Must Flow, or just saltmustflow.com is with us, uh, Salty Cracker. And um, re, people are sort of screaming on Rumble about re, what's re? What is that? That's just the sound of, uh, of these lefties being upset about everything. Really, re! Oh, it's sort of like the, it's sort of like the, uh, what is the three blind mice or so? We three little pigs. We 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 all the way home. <laughs> this yeah. is your version of that. Yeah. I'd say okay, got it, got it, got it. Uh, so um, going over, let's start with the vaccine. So um, they're definitely going to clip that too, Drew. Now that you've said re, they're going to clip it. It's going to be re re. Yeah, I'm willing go. to see it. Re 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 re. <laughs> Sound, I'm happy to be a part of the clan. <laughs> Uh, this clan, uh, not the clan. Oh, no. <laughs> Another that's, one. That's through. what somebody will clip. That's what somebody will clip. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my God, that that's the craziness of the present moment. Is you can't you can't say anything without somebody saying you said something else, which is just absurd. Yeah. But anyway, dog, um, dog whistle exactly. So. Uh, so I, I've had concerns about the vaccines, obviously, and, and I'm uh, trying to get to the truth about it. I have grave concerns about it for young males right now where this is now a cold and the benefits of the vaccines are essentially zero for them, and yet there is real risk. Not big. It's, it's relatively uncommon, it seems. But these are really serious side effects. If you're a 28-year-old male uh, and somebody, or let's say a 20-year-old male, and somebody says you have to take this to come to college, uh, there are going to be some catastrophes, and I say they should sue the hell out of those colleges that put that mandated them to take something that had no benefit to them or their community. But okay, separate separate issue. But I had I have elderly patients, uh, and my patients died from COVID. It happened, uh, and when they got COVID, they were really sick, and they were interested in vaccine therapy, wanted vaccine therapy, motivated to take vaccines. Uh, understood that these were relatively new, and that the, but that the risk reward for somebody who's 85 with a problem list as long as my arm 
even though there are real risks, the risk-reward falls very favorably on the side of taking the vaccine. What do you say to that? Um, I, I don't know enough to uh, to comment on that. Um, I I was of the the opinion in the in the middle of all of this that if I was if I was seventy something years old, then yeah, I would probably be um, more inclined to taking experimental injections. But um, yeah, I, I totally understand. There's a there's a difference when when you give out medical advice and when I give out medical advice. And well, I mean, you're not you're not saying follow me. You're saying I'm I'm questioning things, you know, and, that, and that's perfectly reasonable to question everything. I, that's your you should do. I suggest everybody do that, but you're not saying follow me or take my advice. In fact, I suspect you're saying quite the opposite. Talk to your doctor. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I I uh, whenever I talk about this vaccine, I don't want to get sued. So I'm telling everybody very clearly, very loudly. I don't know what I'm talking about. I the way that I operate is I look at who's telling me to do something and what are they doing. This is all stuff that we used to learn during Saturday morning cartoons, just real basic, simple stuff. What is the person telling me to do? What are they actually doing? Are they living up to what they're talking about? Do they got a track record of success? Do they got a track record of matching their, their actions to their words? All of these people, no, definitely not. And everything that they're saying mm. turns out to be just the complete opposite of what they're actually doing. You, you've seen the Gavin Newsom in Newsom. the Yep. This, this idiot was uh, you know, forcing children to wear masks at daycare, but he's at the French laundry with a bunch of other yeah. idiots. Yeah. And I'm yeah. sitting there going, why yeah. would anybody listen to these people? And then I go, Oh, it's because they're deathly afraid. They they are I I, I love my mom. I know she's gonna listen to this later on. I'm sorry, mom, I'm gonna say this, but you got a bunch of people who are watching CNN all day long, and they are just eating yeah. up a death ticker on one side. You got a, a cough ticker on the other side. You got a, a child <laughs> on the bottom says everybody's dead, and and then in between these segments of these talking heads who are not living up to what they're talking about, they're selling these products to people. And I'm sitting there going, "You are clearly, it's a money printing machine. These these corporations, they don't they don't." have to test this stuff out. They don't have to go through the rigorous trials. They don't have to pay for any of this. The government has already bought all of these shots up to like 2030. So the, the, this is all a big scam as money concerned. Quite obviously, everything else, when it comes to the medical stuff, I, I have no idea. I'm not a doctor. I have no idea what's going on. I don't have a microscope or one of those things with the hearing things, Drew. I don't know. One of those things. Uh, so I'm certain you do have an opinion, though, about platforms and whether they are publishers and how they should be perceived by the legal system. Tell me your thoughts. Uh, again, it's one of these situations that you run into. We already have a very clear, clear written out. There's a lot of lawyers who rubber stamped all of this stuff. There is a clear legal process to all of this. The people who are doing all of this are not following the laws to begin with. So it doesn't matter if you have Section 230. It doesn't matter if you don't have Section 230. The, the people who are... The, the federal government is not allowed to call up Facebook. The federal government is not allowed to have a hotline to Twitter and say, ban Dr. Drew for questioning whether or not a piece of paper stops an airborne virus. They're not allowed to do it. This is this is precedent that has been set. This, the Supreme Court has already gone over. They went over this in the 1800s. It, it's very, very clear. But these people that we're up against don't follow any rules. I mean, they bribe people with experimental injections for hot dogs. They don't follow any. They've got no morals. They don't follow any rules. 
it's up to it's up to industrious individuals to outperform these people in every aspect of our society. I I I love that idea. I I, I think that is a that is a great call to action for content creators and for people who are creating products for parallel economies uh, who who care about and love their customers. I think I think you're absolutely 100% correct. But back to section 230. So so they have violated it. What do we do? Is it just let these things work through the courts now or what what is there action to be taken or we just is it just all on Elon Musk? And uh, by the way, have you read the biography? Um, the, no, not read the biography. Um, it, this is, this is a, uh, it's a very complex situation that we're in. Um, you're just going to, I, I hate to say it because it's going to take time and it's going to take uh, a lot of patience, but I think you're, you're just going to have to, to wait for other people. Like you're already seeing it. It's, uh, YouTube's got a 20 year head start on rumble, but rumble is, yeah. is getting bigger and bigger and bigger every I, we are streaming to far greater numbers on rumble than i'm streaming on youtube uh for whatever reason um it, there are there are competition competition is at play and i'm not you know going to wait for billionaires to i'm not going to wait for i don't know what is going on with elon musk i cannot read that dude but uh, i'm not going read to the wait. biography Re read the read the biography it, it's fantastic when, when, really? Once I, it, it, oh my God, it's so fantastic. I, 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 uh, I, I'm, I'm fascinated with him now. I, I always had you know respect and admiration for him, but now I'm, I'm really preoccupied <laughs> with him. And, and when you learn about how he functions, the "go fuck yourself" from the stage comments the other day, make per. I, that's just him. That's just business as usual for him. That, that's just a Tuesday. He, he, he really. He calls it like he sees it. He is intense at a level that I've never seen anybody uh, function. And I thought, I th always thought he was just a super genius that could master anything. That's that's not it. That's not it. He he is a certain kind of personality, and he he suffers for it, and so do his relationships. And he has a relentlessness and a focus and a willingness to take risk and understands how to hire good people and fires relentlessly. I mean, when he got into, he talked about how when he got into Twitter and he just did what he always does. And I'm amazed that there weren't a thousand lawsuits because he just, he is a brutal employer and how he avoids suits, I don't know, but most people are bought into his his thing. Uh, and even his dearest friends eventually get fired. Uh, almost nobody survives. Uh, and it's all in the name of doing something good for humanity. It's getting, getting dealing with the, our, oil problem. It's getting humanity access to uh, interplanetary uh, transportation should we ever need it. It's mining stuff for maybe, I, I suspect he's next going to want to mine off an asteroid or something. I just kind of see that coming. And he just goes from business to business to business, solving problems and doing it better than anybody ever. Uh, and certainly better than the government. It's interesting, Bill, Bill Gates comes to him at a certain point and goes, hey man, you should be doing philanthropy. And Musk goes, right, show me what you're doing. He goes, that's ridiculous. I could do a hundred times more benefit for people creating businesses that not only create jobs and and you know uh, um, uh, uh, financially improves the situation for the country, but will do more for humanity running a business than these these sleepy things you're doing. It's really interesting. I suggest you read it. I think you I think you'd like it. 
Yeah, that sounds good. I'd love to have some insight into what's going on there because the the guy seems he seems too good to be true. And so I just kind of I'm hesitant. <laughs> I'm hesitant to trust people. He he has a he has a compass that is very literal, a moral compass and a compass for helping humanity. That it doesn't include much empathy, right? Which is a sort of a, some yep. things people, some personalities get this. They they have a they have a a very very mathematical, literal, measured response to good and bad morality, those sorts of things. And and he's definitely one of those. I don't know the, the the biography didn't talk about much about his moral compass, but in terms of what he sees as good for people, he knows how to do it, and he does it his way, and he is right. He's he's just he's he's just right, and uh, for that he should be applauded. And anyone who thinks this is someone to be disdained, now I question you. You know, sometimes it's you know there's certain things, people that if you're <laughs> if you're not on board with at least what they're doing or what they're trying to do, then you're the problem, not not him. Uh, and I don't understand. Maybe you could talk to me about this a little bit. I I I, I guess I'm a free speech literalist. And I don't understand how anyone who understands anything about the founding principles of this country, anyone who has studied the French Revolution or pre-revolutionary, you know, early 20th century Russia, or any other revolutionary time, uh, talk about Germany if you want, I don't understand how anyone who studies these things can want there to be real significant limitation on speech. How do you understand that? I think that people that are going in a direction where they want more and more freedom restricted are people who don't utilize those freedoms to begin with, so it's no loss to them. And so we've got a, a crisis of weakness in our society, and the way that our society is set up, not only does it give you attention for your perceived you know, crisis that you're going through, but it, it punishes you. If you try to utilize any of these these uh, real basic principles that create all of this prosperity, like freedom of speech, and so these people who are fine with getting rid of freedom of speech, they they're not using freedom of speech to begin with. So it's no big loss to these people. They're just going to regurgitate whatever they're told they're allowed to say. And you're watching these. This is why that NPC meme, if what well, the the NPC meme was was perfect because it it perfectly explains these people's behavior. In a real simple way, they are programmed. And they are programmed to say, you're allowed to talk about this, this, this. The, all these people loved Elon Musk last year, right? Before Elon Musk was mm -hmm. buying Twitter. All of these people, they, they wanted Teslas. They had Tesla stickers. These people loved Elon Musk. Now, a switch gets turned. The machine says, no, not only are you not allowed to like that dude, if you, if you don't come out and tell everybody how much you hate them, then you'll be attacked. And so then you watch these people, and it's predominantly done in these Democrat-run hellholes or these college institutions where like a virus, a mind virus goes through the system and it says, okay, this guy's the meme. It's now bad, yeah. Somebody flashed up the meme. Yeah. There it is. There's the meme being flashed up. <laughs> so, yeah, they're programmed. Yeah. These people are programmed by music. They're programmed by streaming services. They're programmed by big tech. They're programmed by their professors. But do they say, re- they do. Oh, yeah. You, if you disagree, <laughs> so the NPCs clients, do. Okay, good. Yeah. The parallel economy has empowered us to care for our health, well-being, as well as longevity. Likewise, for us pet parents who now have a place to go when it comes to keeping the family—dogs, cats, even horses 
in the best shape possible. As a dog dad, I'm thrilled to be working with Pet Club 24-7, a company founded by two guys who lost dogs to serious conditions, including cancer. Pet Club 24-7 has an incredible array of products, including a line of supplements for humans, such as the Inforce Plus Corollius Versicolor and Inforce Corollius Versicolor with Reishi. My friend and colleague, Christina Ferrari, a cancer survivor herself, swears by it. When I was diagnosed, the doctor in the emergency room told me, you have two years to live. Oh, boy. Along with the stem cell, I took these. I have been in remission for eight years now. For dogs, mush puppy treats are a fan favorite. Rex, oh, boy. Oh, he came right. Oh, there he is. They are also made with the Coriolis Versicolor Mushroom, which supports their immune system, according to hundreds of clinical studies. Here's Kristen Ludlow, National Vice President. That strain does matter. We do have the most potent strain, and we also extract it in a proprietary way. And that's why we've been having such wonderful experiences with these products. Mush puppies are made here in the U.S. There are no fillers. It's not addicting. Your dog can't accidentally overdose. Go to drdrew.com slash petclub247 for a discount off the list price. That is drdrew.com. P-E-T-C-L-U-B-247, Pet Club 247. So the first time I heard the NPC, uh, what, what should we call it, uh, analogy or meme as you call it, was uh, Scott Adams brought that up. Uh, did you, do you know Scott? I, I love Scott Adams, but he has banned me on Twitter, Dro. I was mean to him. Oh, you were mean to him. What would you say? I don't even remember. What'd you say, dude? Sure, sure it was not nice. <laughs> I think it had something to do. Probably I, when he said that about the African-American thing, it probably got in. Mm, yeah. No, no. It, was a, it was the, uh, the vaccine because he was, he was all over. Oh. Like, he was still telling people that uh, you're, you're an idiot. Oh, I know what it was. He was saying you're an idiot. If you, if you didn't get the vaccine or if you were concerned about it, you just guessed, you accidentally guessed correctly or something like this. And I was like, this Mm-mm. wasn't hard to do. I'm an idiot, and I figured this out. <laughs> I'll see if I can get him to to bring you back around, perhaps. Uh, but but genius. The NPC idea is just sort of uh, it's kind of a great m- analogy for me. The, the idea that you're saying that people are idea they're they're either pre-programmed in terms of what their beliefs and ideas are. Or they are so much attuned to the mob that they automatically, without even understanding it, go with the certain aspects of of the mob action. At least the most um, least risky way to deal with the mob, because because the mob will embrace you immediately, and that's how mobs work. It feels good to be a part of a mob. Think about what it feels like to sit in a football stadium and to be part of the audience and the cheering. That it feel, humans need that. They like it. It feels uh, reassuring, and when it's and when it's a mob that can turn on you very easily, I understand why people are very reluctant to go against it. But boy, there has maybe never been a more important time in history when we need to do so, and when we can do so. There were times when you really couldn't do so because the mob had, had captured essentially a police and or military authority. And and have and were actually violent. Now they just they you know carry out violence as best they can, but they don't actually carry out violence. Though they could get there very very easily. 
Well, they did it with the riots. I mean, they burned down $2 billion worth of businesses in one summer. They killed dozens of black people during Black Lives Matter rallies. I mean, these people are very dangerous. And, and they're only dangerous in the sense that the machine utilizes them and lets them be dangerous. Mm. Mm. Yeah, the machine utilizes them. That's a really interesting thing. I've always felt that's what the machine uh, was doing with uh, homelessness. They're, they're letting people with mental illness de deteriorate on the streets. Only country I'm aware of in the world that does not take care of sick people. Running open-air hospitals uh, without doctors and nurses run by social workers who aren't trained to even uh, evaluate the medical aspect of what's going on, let alone treat it. Uh, so we have hospitals, open-air hospitals run by social workers. No doctors, no nurses allowed. And the and you're starting to see it again. The rhetoric is, oh, it's because of capitalism. It's because of income inequality, which has very little to do with what's on the streets, particularly of Los Angeles and California. They have they have turned it into a money making racket. We have never dumped more money into homelessness mm -hmm. in uh, California, and we've mm -hmm. never had more homelessness in California. Those I doubt that that is. An accident. It just seems that they um, that they're intertwined. And you know, I, I'm I'm empathetic to this. My my brother is a drug addict, and so he's never going to get any help. He's never going to go see anybody because he doesn't need to see anybody. He can do his entire life. He can be a drug addict um, because California makes it so easy for him to be a drug addict. It enables him. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. It absolutely does. Uh, and, and as such. It, 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 people, the part that they all miss that defend that, that he's leading his best life, doing whatever he wants to do, who are you to say, is that this is, first of all, it causes anisognosia, so it prevents, prevents insight into what's happening, number one. Uh, and number two, these are progressive illnesses that end in death, and that's the part that people miss. It ends in death, and people cannot, cannot get that through their head, that you're allowing people to die of a treatable condition a brain disorder that blocks their ability to see what is happening. We call that anisognosia. You more commonly perhaps call it denial. Hey, I want to ask another question about uh, freedom, uh, which is, I guess it was yesterday, a day before, we had Alex Jones back on Twitter, being part of a Twitter spaces. To me, that is a Alex Jones is a kind of a great challenge to the idea of Free speech absolutism. How how do you how do you what are your thoughts on him coming back to Twitter? I I see it as a a, a gigantic signal that we have things have changed, things have shifted, and there seems to be a turning point in the the, the ratcheting down of information. You're, you're starting to see the fact that these people who were once banned. Uh, or people who are constantly against, I mean, a strike is essentially a, uh, a, a limiting of your ability to reach people. They're, they're, they're muzzling people mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. people that, that pushed, pushed the envelope, got muzzled and banned real hard years ago. They've been banned for years. He's been unpersoned walking the digital wastelands for years. He's banned from everything. And now he's back. Uh, Andrew Tate is back. Uh, you're watching a number of people being reinstated on this platform, and again, under the moral compass of well, just don't break a law. Like don't like that's very simple. That's that's unambiguous. It's it's not that, that can't mm -hmm. be uh, messed with in the way that it's messed with on YouTube. YouTube 
doesn't have a terms of service. They've got a they've got an entire dictionary of guidelines, and they'll enforce them however they want to enforce them, however they perceive that they right. want to. Enforce them. That's, That's right. That's right. There's no there's no rhyme or reason to any of those. It's we they have an agenda, and they will utilize their spaghetti definitions of terms of service in order to restrict whoever they don't want to have a platform. Well, they're losing that ability. You're even seeing it on places like YouTube, where now they'll 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 give you a um a crash if you get a strike or something you can get a crash course in the strike and then you can get the 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 strike removed over time which you you weren't mm-hmm. able to do in the past and so they're they're not they're not doing that because they're a benevolent company they hate us they're restricting they, they restricted mm. all the people who've been correct over the last three years and well, yeah now that's the craziness yeah it's me that's the crazy part it, it couldn't be a couldn't yeah. possibly be on accident and so they're losing their ability. Alex Jones being back on Twitter is a gigantic victory for, for free speech and, and access to information. Listen, the guy, the guy, as a person who is bombastic and hyperbolic, I, 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 I get it, but the dude's right a lot. And even if he's not right a lot, you, you need to let people speak so people understand. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree with you. I, I am not a fan of Andrew Tate. I'm not a fan of uh, um, Alex Jones. And I would defend their right categorically to, to go out there and do their thing. And if they say horrible shit that causes consequences, that's on them. So the Sandy Hook pe- people take, took action. And for some of the things he said, fine. I agree or disagree. It's, it's the fact that he was able to have free speech that resulted in him being called out for what he was talking about. I do, uh, there's a part of Alex Jones that, that got my attention yesterday. Joe Rogan was talking about him. And he said, you know, when the guy has said crazy things, he, was, he is an a alcoholic addict with bipolar disorder. And he was in altered states, according to Joe, when he made some of his more outlandish sort of pronouncements. As somebody that's worked in mental health, I don't want people to be held accountable for the rest of their lives for saying crazy shit when their brain isn't working right. That's exactly where I thought as a liberal that we we're empathic and understanding about uh, you know people get sick and say things and want to want to apologize or say something different. And yet no no no, condemned forever. Must be condemned forever. Mm, interesting. Yeah, it, for all these people that are upset about uh, the, these individuals that they don't like having uh, an ability to speak and reach people. You should be more concerned about other people's ability to restrict people, especially after what we yes. just through. Where you have you have a whole. There were uh, two doctors, I think, in Santa Monica. I mean, they were treating people with COVID early. I mean, they had empirical data. I mean, they were seeing people, <laughs> and they were they they did a press conference, and they were immediately silenced. And I was sitting there going, yeah, yeah, but the people silencing them aren't doctors. The people silencing them aren't treating anybody. The people that silence them right. have no idea. They're, they're working with paper and data and spreadsheets. These doctors well, are doing Not that. only that, not, not only that, there's a, there's a deeper problem here, which is that uh, I would go to the mat to defend doctors' right to do what they think is on the best interest of their patient, particularly when they are doing no harm. A good doctor will put do no harm at the head of the at the head of their priorities. And drugs like ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, I knew they were inert, benign. I'd use them a million times. The hydroxychloroquine is one of the only drugs I'm aware of that is by the American College of Physicians advocated as a medication to be continued during pregnancy. It's so benign, it's so inert. 
And so these people who just learned how to pronounce the medication the next day have a, a profound opinion about it. That is disgusting. And they're interfering with doctors doing what they think is best on behalf of their patient. I, by the way, I don't really think they're very useful. I, I, do, I don't think that they did very much. I, I'm, not, I'm not super impressed. Uh, but I would go to the mat to defend doctors' ability to do that if that's what they want to do on behalf of their patients. And, and maybe they are doing something, or maybe they're not, or maybe they're just following somebody and caring carefully and watching them carefully. And that's sufficient to, to have an impact on the course of illness. That's nobody's business. Oh, look what Caleb has to put up. You see that you see what Caleb has to put up here because I yeah. said these words. You said he the has word. To put up this, uh, you <laughs> said the word. So, so, the I word. Yeah. So I again I thought we were done with that now. And I am saying I don't use them. I don't use them as treatment. I don't I'm not don't see any good evidence that they're useful. I know people that do use it. I would defend their right to use it categorically to the mat. Uh but anyway, uh this ability this oh, yeah. this well, interfering with the Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so, the, the, please shine some light on this. I'm afraid to even ask. There was a line of thinking that was saying one possible reason why you could have seen a benefit from people taking ivermectin was because we have a we have so many people with with worms in in our society. No, 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 no way. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> No way. Uh, that, the, that the worm, internationally, we have worms everywhere, but it's very unusual here. We used to see it a lot at our county hospital. People forget there have been, there have been big waves of immigration up from Central America over the last 40 years. I was, I was working in a county system during the El Salvadorian Civil War, and a lot of worms came up from, from there. But they were not Americans. They were not on this soil. They were quickly taken care of. Um, but... Um, I want to send you an article on ivermectin. I'll get a, a contact later that is was written in 2017 that goes for 17 pages on extolling the virtues and the potential uses and how important this has been for the history of medicine, that molecule. And well before COVID was something anyone had ever heard of. So the again, the fact that anybody outside of medicine had an opinion about what should or should be done with those molecules is absurd disgusting they should they should apologize for having an opinion uh, it's just it's just uh, un, unconscionable to me um now uh, we we're kind of coming up against the clock here um you have two figures behind you i don't know if it's a green screen or what but you have abraham lincoln and and george washington uh that we see behind you and i i'm guessing that I, well, I'm just curious. I, I've been fascinated with Abraham Lincoln forever. And his thinking ha has helped me uh, through a lot of times like this. He, he had a clarity of thought that was sort of extraordinary. Uh, by the way, a terribly unpopular president. People, again, it's so, so strange how history remembers these things. Uh, he was more hated than almost any president ever, so much so that they killed him. He was that He was that hated. Uh, and uh, when he managed to win a few battles, thank you, thanks to uh, his uh, successor, uh, the popularity increased, and he was ultimately, when he was martyred, seen as a you know somebody who saved the country and whatnot. But not during his life was he seen that way particularly. Uh, what are your thoughts on Abraham Lincoln and his pertinence to our present time? 
You know, um, when, when you're trying to get through everyday life today and you're trying to not get jabbed or trying to not get run over by Antifa lunatics and stuff like this, it th- things look really bad right now. Things look awful. This country looks like it's never been in worse shape. And then you, you look at the, the dude behind me and you go, what the hell did he go through? I mean, holy balls. I mean, I couldn't imagine a, a, a more destructive time for this country. Obviously, I mean, it's the Civil War. And so there's a little bit of an anchor uh, with him behind me in the sense that it, it helps me get through all the stupid shit that we're going through today, knowing that, you know, it's mm. been bad in this country. It's been, it's been worse in this country in the past, and we've overcome it. And with the uh, the grace of God, we can do it again. I, I would suggest that people do visit the words of, of these, uh, visit some of the, the, you know, go read the Cooper Union address, for instance, uh, and the clarity of thought in, in Lincoln's mind. And then some of the aphorisms that uh, George Washington put out about things like free speech. These, these things have, you, they have eternal pertinence. These are not uh, historically relevant uh documents from the time that these are universal ideas that have continued to be extremely important to human beings uh, and i would say never more so than the present moment um have you read the cooper union speech it's it's such a it's such a clear such a great oh it's such a great document and and he um he essentially takes uh, the rhetoric of Stephen A. Douglas in a Harper's Weekly interview and goes, I'm going to take that as the, the, the context for my conversation. He is absolutely correct that the, the founding fathers knew better than we what to do with territories and what to do with slavery. And he just evolved it from there. And, uh, and he had a clarity of thought on what is right and what is wrong. He, he had two things that I think that I, I look to now as sort of, uh, you know, beacons for the present moment. He understood the union and the importance of the union and what the contract was amongst the equals of states to form a more perfect union. People forget. They think somehow the federal government is our government. They're, they're, your state is your government. Your your city, your county are your governments. The, 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 the federal government was there exactly. for some defense, for some interstate commerce, uh, and a little, little more than that, you know, and, uh, and ultimately to form a union amongst the equals of the state. And when you're in these, this kind of a union, you can't, you can't unilaterally step out of a contract. That's why he never acknowledged the Confederate states. He called them the Confederate states so-called because you can't have Confederate states. They were just insurrection out of alignment with the union as specified in the contract of the constitution. Um, uh, so he had clarity about the union and he had clarity about what is right and what is wrong, but it took him a while to get to some of his um, conclusions. It took him a while to get to understand that slavery was a wrong. He, he was not there to begin with. And, and I'm guessing there are things in our current culture and our current um, system that causes us to not see with great clarity things that are wrong or we have to get to them. You know, we can be incorrect as we move towards our, our conclusion about what is right and what is wrong. 
it was one of the appealing things about Ron Ray, Ronald Reagan. He talked about principles and right and wrong. He talked about that. That's why he was able to go toe-to-toe to -toe with Russia. They were wrong, and he saw the wrong in that system. And I think we need to get back to some of that thinking again. Do, do you agree with me, and how would you, how would you suggest people do so? Well, I, I suggest we do so by removing your kids from these college institutions because they are doing the opposite of everything that you just talked about. I mean, they're teaching, they're teaching, I was going to say kids, but these are, these are grown adults in these institutions. They, uh, they're dumbing them down. And all of these people think that all of your rights, uh, they, they come from Washington, D.C., and D.C. is supposed to be in charge of everything, and, and bureaucrats at desks are supposed to be mm. the ones telling you what no. you're allowed to take They're the from enemy. Medicine. They're the enemy. They're the, and bureaucracy, bureaucracy is the enemy. Yeah. And, and, and I just saw, go ahead. I was just going to say, uh, there's, a, there's a reason why all of these, these institutions are, are pumping out all of these, these grown adults who, they, they don't know anything. These kids can't, they're, they're using uh, plagiarism and AI to write their, their thesis or their master's doc. I mean, these people who are exiting this, these systems, they only know about their genitalia. They don't know anything about the foundational principles of this place <laughs> or how it works. Right. Right. And, and, I, and there's, there's uh, yes, it was all a bunch of old white men a long time ago, but the things they got to, uh, it's, it's really like saying the Bible is just a, an old document that has no relevance. Uh, it, it, it is a, it's accumulated wisdom. It, it's accumulated wisdom. Uh, and, you know, whether you believe it's inspired divinely or whatever, it, there's a reason these things stick around. There is wisdom in history. Yeah. There is wisdom in, in great ideas. And they have been brought forward for us. And we, at, we ignore them at our peril. Uh, I, I, I do think we have to, I don't know, get back to basics. I, I, I'm not sure. But I, I'm reading the, the Rumble rants right now. Uh, once, what is Dr. Drew's take on the Second Amendment? I, I'm sort of a... Uh, Bill of Rights literalist, I suppose. So I'm, I'm guessing I have, you know, just as it's written. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think there's not much, uh, you know, there for me to talk about. Um, there's a, let's see what else people are saying. A lot, a lot of people clear. are put, yeah, yeah. Uh, let me see if there's anything for you in this. There, there are a lot of re's being uh, <laughs> screaming, screaming by. Uh, <clears throat> I'm an old white guy. I will be killed too. Okay, there we go. <laughs> so they're going. They're going to go after. You're a cuck too. Did you know that? I'm a c word. Is that what you said? No, a cuck. A cock. Oh, I'm cocked by <laughs> a cuckolded by you. Is that what that is? Uh, it's going by very quickly. They're calling us names. That's fine. Good job, well, salty. Nicely. I'm just seeing it, if there's any questions coming. That's up. how they show their love by calling you names. <laughs> Drew has no clue. Oh man, there's some really there are some really weird um, trolls there. Let what is Mohop? M O H A P. What does that mean? Anybody? There's a lot of that going oh, by. Yeah, you shouldn't have said Jeez. that. <laughs> it has to do. Oh, with why? The, what is that? Obama. <laughs> it has to do with. with oh, a, okay. A, a Joan River statement about Michelle Obama. All right, I, I have no opinion. Um, <laughs> let me. I'm gonna look back through the restreams. Give me a second here, guys. <laughs> He's taking it out, I guess, right now. <laughs> uh, judging, uh, let me... We're getting more money than usual. Thank you for coming on the show. Judging someone from the 1800s <laughs> by 20... I don't know, I can't read that. Uh, 
not a lot of no questions on the streams and on the, there's a lot of just ranting going on but a lot of uh, love for for the salty cracker which is great uh so what is ahead for you sir you've been very kind with your time um you've been very kind to me um i i you know i i again my job is to try to ascend to the truth that's all i'm trying to do is try to get at it uh, by talking to as many people as possible getting as many ideas as possible all are welcome, and um, and I, I'm sure, you know, I, I end up uh, thinking about things people say on this show for a long time after the show's concluded. Uh, that's when I start disagreeing, rethinking, wondering if things were, you know, people always accuse me of not being tough enough on this or that person, but I just, I'm just interested in hearing what their opinions are and then thinking about it for a while. Uh, what's ahead for you? Uh, no, I'm just going to keep plugging away. Keep plugging away, fighting, fighting the, fighting the good fight. Back to his garage. And back, uh, uh, back to the grind. Back to the grind. <laughs> Are you in, in the garage right now, or have you got no, if you moved no. out of the garage? My wife finally let me move out of the garage. <laughs> good, good. What, what is since, since she's the one that called you the salty cracker? What does she think of your present um, employ? You know, she just loves that I'm not yelling like this at the dinner table anymore. I'm usually tapped ah, out by the that's dinners good. served. So she's this is a great outlet and she doesn't have to put up she used to she used to she just put her head down and go, Oh my god, he's gonna rant in between chicken. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well continue your rants. People do love them. And uh, we appreciate you being here. Let me give the particulars one more time. It's at uh saltmustflow.com. Uh, Salty Cracker 9 on Twitter, at Salty Cracker on YouTube, uh, and the Salty Cracker on Rumble. Uh, and I told Scott Adams to follow, to unblock you. So I texted him <laughs> while you were, he goes, uh, who is this guy? And I go, <laughs> I go, I don't know. He was, mean, he was mean to you, but he he wants you to unblock him. So I put in a good word for we'll you. Tell that he's, he said he loves so Scott Adams. That's what Scott a lot. I said that. Okay. I told him that too. Let me see if Scott came onto the Twitter spaces. Maybe he did to hear it. You can give him a message personally. No, he's not here. Uh, okay. Well, uh, we appreciate you being here. And uh, have you, do you do, I mean, do you just, uh, in other words, do you, how do you get your topics? Let's put it that way. I just read the news constantly okay. throughout the day. Just what's coming in the news. Okay, so we'll look forward oh, to whatever is yeah. in the news. Uh, thank you, Rumble. Thank you, Salty Cracker. And uh, thank you, uh, Salty followers, Salty Army. The Salty Army. And uh, tomorrow we They're have good tippers. Uh, Senator uh, Rand Paul coming in here, which should be interesting because he's a, a physician, and I sort of want to talk to him as a peer, get his thoughts on on so much that we've been through. Uh, Mary Bowden also up here coming in. Uh, Michelle. Fendi and then Brad Williams, uh, Sean Baker coming in on January 2nd, Jim Brewer on January 4th, Roseanne's coming in on January 10th. I'm going to do her show tomorrow. Uh, so thank you all for being here. And uh, we, we're going to be early tomorrow at one o'clock Pacific time. Dr. Senator Paul needed that. So we set it up for one o'clock tomorrow and we will see you then. Ask Dr. Drew is produced by Caleb Nation and Susan Pinsky. As a reminder, the discussions here are not a substitute for medical care, diagnosis, or treatment. This show is intended for educational and informational purposes only. I am a licensed physician, but I am not a replacement for your personal doctor, and I am not practicing medicine here. Always remember that our understanding of medicine and science is constantly evolving. 
Though my opinion is based on the information that is available to me today, some of the contents of this show could be outdated in the future. Be sure to check with trusted resources in case any of the information has been updated since this was published. If you or someone you know is in immediate danger, don't call me, call 911. If you're feeling hopeless or suicidal, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255. You can find more of my recommended organizations and helpful resources at drdrew.com slash help. 